0: Welcome to episode 62 of The Ball Run, the official podcast for snooker professional Stuart Bingham. This Cogto PR content is sponsored by renovation specialists, R&J, carpentry and construction. And it's a show in which I, sports journalist James Colisanti, asked the man nicknamed Ball Run about recent results, life on tour and life in general. Uh, good morning, mate. How are you today?
1: Yeah, all good, thanks, James. Just got back home from the school run, so it yeah, all good. Good. Good.
0: Uh, do you walk it? Do you walk it, mate? Do you take the dog, or do you drive her? Is it a bit of exercise? What, what do you do? Um, I'll I, I
1: drop Shay off using the car, but right. then when show's like, "Can you?" or Marnie's asked, "Can you take her to school?" So then I walk her. Gotcha. It's only up the road. Gotcha. Good work.
0: Um, yeah. Before we go underway, um, quick word about the show's new sponsor. Um, what can you tell us about R and J Carpentry and Construction?
1: Um, Rich and John, um, good sort of family friends, um. I don't think they're that good at what they do. No, I'm joking. <laughs> That's right. I've, uh, I've read the reviews. No, we are yeah, joking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, they, they do some good work. Um, sort mm. of, um, I wore, wore their logo actually at the shootout and, and the Scottish Open. So, uh, yeah, obviously, like you say, good friends, um, family, and uh, yeah, just obviously just trying to help them out, just to promote it
0: yeah nature of the work just for anybody who might want their services i had a look it's kind of luxury renovations really but obviously carpentry and construction they do what they say on the tin sort of thing yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah brilliant as is the nature of the show and snooker in general, <clears throat> after enjoying a chat um, about your championship league success at the start of January, um, today we're going to look at two disappointing qualifier results towards the end of the month, um, and both matches featured talking points over and above the results themselves. Um, now, first of all, there was a 5-3 World Open qualifier defeat to uh, Ishpreet Singh uh, Chada. Uh, it was a match in which you led 3-2 after a couple of 50 breaks and a ton, uh, but you rallied with a couple of decent 70s to see the comeback win. Um, Ishpreet uh, also beat you in the British Open in October and he's generally doing a fine job uh, of helping to raise the profile of snooker in the interesting market of uh, of India. Um, now, a talking point here was that you spotted his left arm accidentally touching a red as he uh, went down on the shot and the ref awarded a foul. Um, but what was the story of that match from your point of view? Um, because it was clearly one that you could have won.
1: Sorry, Jane, I've got to correct you. I, d- I didn't see a shirt foul. Um, he feathered the white on the black.
0: Right, okay, uh, so I saw the footage. It looked like, is that what it was? It was a tip of the, of the of the, of the, of the on, on the whiteboard. But as a, I looked like his left arm had brushed the red, um, but, yeah, it wasn't right, clarified yeah. in the report I read. Right, Th- thanks for the, the correction, mate, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, like I say, like everyone, I obviously put it on there and um, people were going, no, I'd like, how could you see, you see, like, the red, sort of the shirt touch of red? I'm like, no, yeah. I see the white, white move. It must have moved, maybe, like, a centimetre or right. whatever.
0: All oh, right. And I think that's the problem with the reports. Nobody had made it clear exactly what what had gone on <laughs> there. I hadn't seen anything definitive, but that's that's great that you, you've clarified that. Right. Okay. And it sounds like it was a you know not a a slight thing. The white box sort of moved. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like say I, I I don't know if I normally watch people when they queue up or what, but obviously I was I was watching. I was looking at the table and I just the white just seemed to stick out and, and move. Right. So obviously if you don't like obviously I've got. I got maybe a bit of abuse saying that I should not have said nothing, this and that, but the referee didn't say nothing, so right. I see it and just called it straight away. Yeah, um, I don't know if I've done the right thing or not, but if the ref weren't looking or, or what, I don't know. At the time, um, I'm, I can't think who the ref was, but um, I know she had a bit of a nightmare that game. Yeah. Um, she, she weren't at the races I, I sort of put on there.
0: Yeah.
1: A couple of misses and things like that where she just sort of didn't, didn't know where the balls were and, and stuff like that. So, mm. um, but uh, yeah, it sort of, um, yeah, so it happened. He, he sort of stopped because uh, obviously I shouted out saying he touched the white. Mm. Um, and he, he's like, and the thing is, he got like, a few people saying he cheated, this and that. He called a foul on himself a frame or two earlier yeah. where he'd he done a push shot and the ref didn't, again, didn't see it and he called it on himself. Obviously, I did see the shot and I did so I did think it was a push shot but mm. it, say he called it on himself so i can't see him doing it on purpose no it's, it's a sort of ruling snooker if you do feather the white you sort of know yeah but um give him the benefit of doubt like say he, he, he sort of like as soon as i said he said he'd take my word for it mm. and like for me to but then i started questioning myself over it i'm like actually did he but i'm like well i've jumped up He must have, Mm. because I don't normally say anything. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, obviously, the first red I was uh, playing after that foul, I was like in two minds of like, I feel a bit guilty now. But I'm thinking, no, don't say that, because it was like, It must must have moved because I wouldn't have said nothing otherwise.
0: Yeah. I mean, what I would say on it is it doesn't feel like you're breaking new ground. I mean, I think we've all seen players over the years, (laughs) you know, assist the ref, you know, kind of. That's what it's about, isn't it? You're close to the action, whether or not you foul yourself, whether you see something. Um, It's part and parcel of the game, isn't it? And I think, you know, and and it's played in the spirit of the game. I think everybody just tries to make sure that that the rules are abided by and, and fouls are called, basically. That's right, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah. I say I remember I'd done it. I'd done it once yeah. at the uh, at the World Championships, and I called a foul myself. And even the commentators all sort of went through it, and they went, "We didn't see anything." Yeah. And I said, "Well, I just felt something." So yeah, I. I'd, I'd call foul myself. So simple as that.
0: Yeah, I think it's quite you know a noble aspect of snooker. I mean, yeah. you know, there's there's often controversy with the game and all that, and I think I think as spectators, it kind of you know it gives you that kind of feeling of like, yeah, this is what I enjoy about snooker. It's uh, it's fiercely competitive, but everybody tries to to keep it fair and, and within the rules, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I, listen, I, I, a few days later, you faced the <clears throat> the vastly experienced Marco Fu in the uh, in a Welsh Open qualifier. Um, Marco as a as a forty six year old, a three time ranking event winner. Um, turned pro in the late nineties. In those senses, is a kind of real contemporary of yours in a, in a lot of ways. Um, he won 4-1 in a match which ended with you conceding after missing um, a not easy red, but, but one you would usually probably back yourself to pot. Uh, it was a talking point as you were 59-0 uh, uh, down with a possible 75 on, um, leading to the lifting of
1: a few eyebrows. Um,
0: was it the case that by that point you were just playing irritated with that match and, and that week in general?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. There's a, obviously a few things happening off, off the table that uh, hopefully he's getting cleared. But, yeah, it was just a, like, yeah, it was just sort of summed up my, how I was feeling. I've never done it before, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably never do it again. Yeah. But, um, obviously, I've got got a fine to pay of 250 quid for doing that. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's sort of like, I just, I sort of, obviously, the red rattled. I was in, maybe, probably five different faults of how to play the red. Yeah. And just got down and, and didn't pick one, just sort of did it. Rattled it, and it's obviously the red stayed there. Yeah. So I, th- I think he needed red colour, red, and it was like I've just had enough. I've just did weren't in a good good space sort of thing. Mm. So it, it uh, wasn't
0: the easiest shot. It wasn't a routine, was it? Less fated? It. it was still pretty thin, and and all the rest of it. It needed your full attention. I guess if your headspace wasn't there, that, that that's sort of why it happened. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, well, it's still a nine out of ten shot that I should have yeah. it Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Were you fuming did it did it take you a while to sort of calm down afterwards or
1: yeah i drove home no radio on just right. my thoughts and uh, yeah it took me whatever three and a half hours to get home and oh. i might have spoke to one or two people yeah yeah
0: do you do you feel like you've kind of you know working through it a bit now Is sort of your headspace is sort of clearing you processed it and you, you're kind of sort of ready to to draw a line under it and sort of move on
1: yeah, no, like, like I say, I'm, I feel like I'm playing well in mm. practice. Yeah, exactly. Shopping. Yeah, I think
0: that's it, isn't it? You know, recent yeah. times, this, but I, I guess that adds to the frustration when you kind of think, do you know what? This, this, is, my game's in reasonable nick in recent weeks and months. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like I say, it's just like, just mentally, just not there at the moment. And um, like I say, hopefully, clearing, clearing my head, um, getting things sorted, and and hopefully sort of got the world championships coming. Yeah. I think next for me. Um, so um, yeah I'm obviously trying to get me a, for that in, in the right gear for that really
0: Look we'll finish on some nice news and your participation in a fundraiser for the Jessie May Trust uh, for anyone who does not know it's a brilliant charity it provides specialist <laughs> nursing care for terminally ill children in their own homes um, and Mr Snooker himself Barry Hearn is a patron of the charity um the idea of the fundraiser was that you and other high profile uh, snooker figures were mock arrested in bristol um and then you put out an appeal for bail money to uh to help boost the charity's coffers uh, so tell us all about it how did it come about and uh, what did you do on the day and and crucially was it was it fun
1: yeah um obviously well snooker um messaged me saying like do I want to do a charity fundraising um behind bars and I was like <laughs> And he went, no joking. Like you'll spend a day behind the inner cell, right? Uh, and you've got to raise your bail money, obviously through whatever means. Right. Um, oh, so they actually banged friends. you
0: up, did they? You, you, you were kind
1: Yeah, of, obviously. Yeah. got uh, got to um, got to the train station. Stayed stayed the night before. Right. In Bristol, got to the train station um, where obviously met up with all all the others, Barry Hearn and Jamie Jones. Hmm. and uh, the police come along in their police wagon. Yeah. Sort of, they arrested us, put us in handcuffs, put us, put us in the back of the uh, in a wagon, and uh, drove yeah. to... It was an, an old police station. Right. I think someone said they use it as a nightclub now.
0: Is that right? Right.
1: Um, but, uh, yeah, it was obviously put in a cell. Yeah. And... Um, yeah obviously then the fun started obviously trying to raise money to get the bow
0: yeah i don't think you're gonna be the first person nicked on a on a visit to bristol to be <laughs> honest with you <laughs> yeah. um so how long were you inside how long were you sort of you know in, confined for?
1: <clears throat> um so we we may probably got got sort of put in handcuffs about half nine in the morning yeah and then half four we was set free right um i think i've raised about 1500 quid i actually didn't get my bail money
0: yeah, I saw the other I'll, day... I'd still t- be in there. T- <laughs> yeah, was <laughs> trying to be, Was it Shao on another campaign to keep you in there?
1: That's it, I think she was, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the targets, uh, the initial target's obviously £2,000. Um, I will leave a link to uh, Stuart's Just Giving page for the, that fundraiser in the show notes. Uh, obviously, please um, donate if you can. Um, we'll finish. I, you're, um, we had a quick chat before we got started here. You're down on the on the schedule for next being in action at the Championship Winners Group stuff. Uh, in, in early March but you said that there, there's some there's dates to be confirmed around that yeah
1: <clears throat> yeah it's meant to be the 1st and 2nd of March but yeah they've uh, put the invitation event in Saudi, I think on the 4th and 5th so right um, they're going to change the date for the winners group they, they did look at the 12th and 13th um, but I was looking I, I'm sort of planning to go to Thailand do some exhibitions um, on the sort of 11th 12th right um of of that month so it obviously ain't sat well with me um changing the date so um they're mm. going to obviously now look into other dates and and see if they can sort of put it in the calendar somewhere
0: yeah yeah absolutely well we'll keep an eye on, on all of that um and obviously wish you luck with that and look forward to hearing about it all again next month